Are you ready? Ooh. <laughs> Why was even? I think the timing was even accurate there. That's how you know we watched I it think too so. much. I think you're right. It just sounded right. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Welcome back to High Maintenance. Hi. So we have Liz joining us again today. Cam's away again this week. Our plan was actually to eat our edible, start this sober, and then let it hit us as we continue throughout the episode. But I think we're a little late. We missed the train. (laughs) It's time. Like, yeah, we're already, we've arrived. So Mm. we're starting like normal again today. (laughs) I know you have a story for me this week. Yes. Another homeless one. (laughs) Another one. (laughs) One time, I was downtown Toronto with my boyfriend. I don't know where in Toronto exactly we were because I do not know it well. Maybe people will know about it as I speak about it because I think it's like a really popular spot. Anyways, downtown, driving, and I look to my left and I see a park filled with tents like camping tents and i thought to myself they were like i don't know some kind of festival or just it's just something people do maybe it's a really nice spot in the city where people just like camp out and watch the stars and like you know so i looked over and i saw this and i said to my boyfriend like oh we should totally do that we should camp out here one night And he looks over and sees what I see. And he looks over at me, like, with the most shocked expression on his face. And he said, Liz, you know they're homeless, right? (laughs) And I just looked and I'm like, oh my god. Of course they are. But then I thought, like, how cool... Oh, campgrounds. I was gonna say, how cool would that be to camp out with just like a bunch of strangers? <laughs> like it's like it's a little community. Mm-hmm. But I forgot campsites. We have campsites here. Mm-hmm. My bad. Another <laughs> homeless one. Sorry. So uh, we have an ongoing theme with Elizabeth, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week I'll tell them the story about that panhandler I just saw outside of Starbucks. So did you see the moon last night? No. Holy shit, you missed a good one. Really? Oh, dude, Laura texted me. My friend Laura texted me. She goes, why does the moon look like that? (laughs) (laughs) It was very, very beautiful. I think it was... I think it was a full moon. Um, but yeah, she texted me. She's like, why does the moon look like that? And I was like, one sec. So I go outside, I walk Eska, my dog. And I'm looking at it and I'm just kind of like using... Like, I didn't Google it. I just kind of like thought about it. And I was like... Well, <laughs> it's positioned uh, in such a way that where the sun is behind us and the earth is obviously in between the moon and the sun, that that side of the moon is exposed to the sun's light and it's reflecting onto us. And we can just see more of the moon's surface because of the light hitting the Oh, so you moon can just this. really see the surface? Is that it was very, so very different? like luminescent looking. Like it was very bright. It looked big and like it was a full moon. Like it was just very, very pretty. Okay. But Laura asked, like, why it looks like that. So when I explained that to her, I thought it was, um, like, general knowledge that the moon doesn't glow, right? Like, it's the sun's reflection off of the moon onto Earth that we see it like that. But I'm not sure if that's something people think about if they weren't told that. So, PSA. (laughs) 
<laughs> the moon is not glowing. <laughs> mm. I actually wanted to say this because I mentioned it to my friend. So it was my birthday this weekend. I'm 23. And so we didn't do anything big, obviously, because of COVID. But my friend Laura was over and I told her how if you watch Shit's Creek, you'll know what I mean when I say Elizabeth embodies Alexis Rose, like to a T. And if you know that, that's all you're going to hear. And if you don't know that, ignore what I'm saying right now. But as soon as I told my friend Laura she looked at me and she's like, you just ruined that entire thing for me. Like it was just so like overlapping, like like the characteristics you have and then how she acts, even the way she says you is like David, like you just, (laughs) Oh yes. Also I wanted to mention in our last episode, um, we mentioned mom getting struck by lightning and then we didn't realize until the next day that that week was like the 14 year anniversary of mom getting struck by lightning. So I'm fairly certain mom will listen to this episode. So happy birthday, mom. 14. Posted a video to TikTok this week just about, I specifically said how everything here is made out of stardust. Like we are made out of stardust. Right. Yeah. Uh, The planets that are around us are made out of stardust. And this person commented and said, I can believe that planets are made out of stardust, but humans is a bit of a stretch. And I was like, so you're just selective in what you believe in science. <laughs> how would what yeah. how would the world be made of stardust and not people? Mm-hmm. We existed because of the world. Mm-hmm. We came out of this world. Literally. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to make the announcement that the good thing about science is that it's true whether or not you believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> so if I feel like as if people maybe listen to this or listen to the things I say and they're like, oh, well, like I believe half of it. And it's like, okay, but like it's real science. Like it's actually backed up. Like I'm not just making things up or making assumptions, things like that, because I make sure what goes in this podcast is only things that I can kind of prove or show the knowledge towards. Yeah, just pulling the stuff out of your ass. Right. Ex- literally. You're pulling it from Neil deGrasse Tyson's ass. <laughs> My buddy Neil. <laughs> Okay, so this week, this is like my third story about Laura this week. She called me this week. Uh, I was driving actually home from here. So we had released last week's episode and then I, I left here. Laura calls me. She's like, so I'm listening to the newest episode and holy fuck, I, I've just seen the entire world in a whole new light. She's like, you have changed my entire perspective of how I see the world, how I see like where we are. And I was like, like, I just was beaming. Wow. And I just, like, hearing somebody say, like, I changed a perspective. Like, I taught them something and made them think differently. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, I never you even made thought. You see, like, life in this whole new it, life. It, that's exactly it. Life, she said specifically. Like, so that was insane to hear. And then she was meeting up with her friend. And I heard her. She's like, oh, and like, Fiona, I'm with Daniela. I was like, okay. She goes, Daniela, I have to tell you about Jupiter. (laughs) Oh my God. When she came here the other night for your party, the first thing she fucking said was, I can't believe about Jupiter. And I'm like, fucked her. I know, right? Because I, I just learned about it too, but it's like we bonded over that. But she said it not just once that night. No. She said it at least two or three times. Right. Like, you really fucked with her. I you did. You really made her think. And it was so, so great to hear. Right? Isn't that like... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so, so cool. But then that makes you think as well, because as we mentioned last episode, how important it is to, as you listen to this, um, take breaks. Because it may not seem like a lot if you're listening to it kind of consecutively, but really to think about what 
is being told and just really just wrap your head around it because even when we're talking about the size of something like I can say oh Jupiter's 318 times larger than the earth stop and think about that how big the earth is in our perspective and then multiplying that by over 300 times and then there's another planet in our solar system that size so I would recommend taking it in doses we've already covered five topics and today is going to be about galaxies so we've done planets solar systems and now galaxies okay so we're kind of like all right grown outwards yeah <laughs> so i guess we'll get to the questions near the end of the episode mm-hmm. and uh, we'll announce the winner of the weekly reviews in the end leave a review and you could get a free mask or even just give us a rating anything anything helps at all okay do we want to jump into learning about galaxies yeah we should actually yeah. jump in okay there are a couple things we're going to go over that we've been over before but they're all kind of just connecting each other to this topic. So for example, as we talked about like how suns form, that's kind of reiterated in this just because they happen inside galaxies, like Mm -hmm. suns form inside galaxies. So it's just little things to mention like that. So our galaxy, which is the Milky Way, not the Milky Wave. (laughs) Our galaxy, the Milky Way is about 12 billion years old. Our universe is 14 billion years old. So our Milky Way galaxy came just two billion years after the Big Bang. The average galaxy contains over a hundred billion stars, and it's where stars are born and where they die, inside galaxies. We didn't know how many galaxies there were, and we thought it was just the Milky Way, and no other galaxies existed. Okay. And then it was Edwin Hubble who discovered that right. we weren't from just the, the Hubble. Only. Yeah. So in, within one year, we went from our universe being the Milky Way to billions of galaxies. So this was just a huge what? discovery. We went from what? We went from having the understanding that our Milky Way galaxy was the universe to then knowing that there's billions of galaxies. Wow. This was one of the greatest discoveries in the history of I was going to say, imagine discovering that. Like, we thought this is as big as it gets. Mm -hmm. Like, there are countless others. Is that insane? Like, your whole world just expanded times how many galaxies? Billions. Yeah, your whole world just multiplied by billions. Did you know that galaxies look different from one another? There are different looking galaxies. So there's a swirl, like a spiral like ours. Oh! Mm Mm-hmm. I thought you meant, like... In the planets and stuff that they have, I was like, oh, yeah, well, probably. That's not surprising. But you mean, like, in their shape. Mm Mm-hmm. The way that they're, like, formed from far away. There's different types. Okay. Explain. So so ours, I kind of describe it as, like, a hurricane. Yeah, that's what I see. And we're, like, kind of in the eye of the storm. We're nowhere near the center. Oh. We're, like, out in one of the arms. Oh, shit. How come I always imagine just, like, in, like, not quite the center, but, like, just off? I'll show you a photo, if you want, of where we are in accordance. I would, if you're near, like, your phone or if you're on your phone, I would recommend Googling where we are in accordance to, like, the Milky Way. Because it's quite surprising to see, like, how far away we are from even the center. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of billions of other stars out there in that galaxy. And with each star is more than likely a solar system. It's really hitting me right now. How big that is. And then the universe. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) It's never hit me like this before, ever. 
my god, Fiona, I'm freaking out. Why? Oh, I just feel so fucking small right now. Don't you? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, it's like making me like cringe a little. I just, or like a speck of dust. I'm sorry, it's just like, I almost want to throw up. <laughs> like, I just, I actually am like kind of gagging. Almost. I don't know why y'all gagging. <laughs> I give it to you every episode. <laughs> Fuck, what was this about? How small we were. Ooh. <laughs> and then you started gagging. You sound like Morty when you do that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Shit, Fiona. We are so small. Dude, it's insane. So, do you remember the Galaxy M87? It was really briefly mentioned in another episode. Okay. Um, but it's one of the oldest galaxies, and it looks very different from ours. So it, it's not like a swirl like ours. It's mm-hmm. the stars glow gold. And it's like, a, it looks almost like a giant cloud, like an almost transparent kind of, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. And there's a sombrero galaxy. Cause it has like a ring around it. And it looks like a <laughs> Oh my God. It's very pretty as well. If you're like near your phone, I would recommend Googling it. Do you have your phone? Google the sombrero galaxy. I'm Are you so Googling? Bad. It's a little planet. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh, that's, that's sombrero galaxy. Gorgeous. Oh, I know. I see the sombrero. Oh, fuck. That gave me chills. Oh. <laughs> All right, stop looking at it. Elizabeth is gagging looking at the gal- the sombrero galaxy. She really, really loved it at first, and I've slowly seen her like trying not to gag as she stares at it. It's pretty, though, isn't it? It's just like... Uh, it's gorgeous it's just so weird to think how big that is right go on just do not let me look at those pictures for the rest of the night oh shit okay okay well i printed photos to show you (laughs) okay we'll see how i'm feeling okay so galaxies are very large and scientists they measure in light years and a light year is the distance that light travels in one year. So it's going at the speed of light, obviously, right? Wow. So that's what a light year is. Wow, that's far. Which is just under 9.5 trillion kilometers. <gasps> that's one light year. Oh. A trillion is a big number. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You stand by that. I stand by that. A trillion is fucking huge. So that's one light year. And we are 25,000 light years away from the center of our galaxy. And our galaxy is 100,000 light years across. But as big as that is, we're just a speck, right? As we mentioned before, like we're really small in the entire size of the galaxy. This was good, I like this one. The Milky Way rotates at 560,000 miles per hour, which is 250 kilometers a second. And it takes just over 200 million years for the sun to orbit the center of the galaxy. And that's called a galactic revolution. So it's orbiting the center of the galaxy, which is a supermassive black hole. So in that disk, because Mm -hmm. it's shaped like this, we're going around the disk. So not only are we rotating the sun, but we're rotating in the disk as well. So think about that. The earth is going around our sun at 106,000 kilometers an hour. Remember? 106,000. Right. right. Okay. 
Um, and then the Milky Way is rotating at 560,000 miles per hour or 250 kilometers a second. So we're sitting still right now, but we're really going like thousands so of kilometers fast. a second. Wow, we go so fucking fast. <laughs> Ew. You know what I mean? Like we're like, oh, but really we're like hurtling through space. Oh my God. So it takes 200 million years for the sun to orbit the center of the galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. So one galactic revolution ago, dinosaurs ruled the Earth. <gasps> oh, I got chills in my feet. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like how fast we're going, right? We're whipping through. But how long it takes us to get to the other side. So imagine if we're going that fast and it takes that long still. That's pretty fucking big. That's a very big galaxy. Mm-hmm. And that's giving me chills. The last time that we were in this spot in the galaxy. Right. There were dinosaurs. Right. Probably. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the last time that we were at this point in the galaxy, there were dinosaurs. So then think about the next time it's in this spot. Yeah. What will be ruling the Earth. Yeah. Think about how different dinosaurs are to us. What will be like the next. Yeah. Uh, so galaxies are mostly just empty space. If the stars within galaxies were shrunk to the size of oranges, they would be separated by 4,800 kilometers. <gasps> it's a lot of empty space. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how we have neighboring galaxies, right? Yeah. So if galaxies were shrunk to the size of apples, our neighbor galaxies would only be a few meters apart. Oh. So the relative proximity of galaxies means that galaxies occasionally merge. Oh. Suns are so, so far away from each other within the galaxy, but then galaxies are so close to one another. Yeah. In proximity to that size. Mm. Compared to other galaxies, ours is fairly small. (laughs) Although there are dwarf galaxies, but in comparison to some other ones. Ours is pretty small. So Andromeda, which is our closest galaxy neighbor, is over 200,000 light years across, which is twice the size of the Milky Way. That's how big it is? Andromeda, yeah. So M87 is the largest elliptical galaxy, and it's much bigger than Andromeda. There's a galaxy called, I don't know, I guess it doesn't have an actual name. I just wrote down IC1011. I guess that's what they've named this galaxy. And it's over 6 million light years across, which is 60 times larger than the Milky Way. (gasps) (laughs) We're only finishing up the first page. We have six pages to go through. (laughs) Galaxies are insane. (sighs) Okay. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then the question becomes, how did galaxies form? Mm-hmm. So we're going to just go through what we know just to kind of remind ourselves. <laughs> it takes gravity to form stars. So gravity is there when a star is formed. Mm-hmm. And then even more gravity pulls stars together, which forms a galaxy. Okay. So stars are made or they're created with gravity and the gravity around them starts pulling them to other stars. Oh. We know that the first stars formed 200 million years after the Big Bang because it was a very dense state, right? It was like milky soupy and it had like a lot of condensed heat and that's how a star is formed. So that was shortly after the Big Bang and then gravity started pulling them together, which built the first galaxies. It's just so weird to me how long that actually takes. Mm-hmm. Like you say it like, oh yeah, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. 
That was over so much time. Mm -hmm. Hubble has allowed us to look back in time, right? Because as it takes photos, the light that hits us is... Yeah. Right? So when galaxies had just begun to form, we have photos of this now. But because they're so far, we're looking into the ancient history of those galaxies. Oh my god, that still freaks me the (laughs) fuck out. Right? Because the light took that long to hit us. So that, that would be the light that we're seeing. So we're looking into its past. The first galaxies were formed about a billion years after the beginning of the universe, and that's as far back as the Hubble telescope can see. How many? About a billion years after the beginning of the universe. Wow. A billion years after the beginning of the universe. That's insane that they can do that. To look further back, we need a different type of telescope, but this telescope would be too large to launch into space. So we have it on Earth. It's called ACT. And it allows us to study the process of growth in galaxies. It detects early galaxies and it reads, instead of um, visible light, it reads cosmic microwaves. So it can see how gravities grew. Wow. Based off of that. It's amazing that they have the technology to be able to do this and that they know what they're looking at. Isn't it? I would have no fucking clue. Right? How do you even come up with this stuff? So we can track the progress formations of galaxies from when the universe was just a few hundred thousands years old to now because of this telescope. So we went from seeing it about a billion years after the Big Bang, but with this telescope, we can see from when the universe was just a few hundred thousands years old. Oh, so we've jumped from seeing it a billion years mm-hmm. to, so we get to see it a little younger. Yeah. Well, a lot younger. Yeah. <laughs> So what happens is that the stars that are kind of attracting each other, they form clusters of stars. So stars form clusters that build galaxies, and then the galaxies build clusters of galaxies into super clusters of galaxies. So they're all forming and then clustering together. The galaxies are? Yeah, so stars form, and then Uh galaxies form around that, Uh and then other galaxies start to, like, form around each other. Oh my god, we're like a little group. Yeah, they're super clusters. Hmm. Mm -hmm. There are supermassive black holes in the center of galaxies, Uh so those have a ton of gravity within themselves, right? How are they not sucking everything down into it? They are, but it takes a long time. (gasps) (laughs) We're in no danger of it right now. We'll get into that. So we're slowly falling into a black hole? Yeah. Oh! What if suddenly something happens and we just... How would anything like that happen? I don't know. It takes millions and millions of years. Fiona, you don't know. Elizabeth, yes. <laughs> no, because like... There are many ways we could go out. Oh, that freaks me out, man. We're slowly being sucked into a black hole. Yeah. Fuck. That really fucking sucks. <laughs> so you know how we mentioned how our galaxy is a spiral one? Mm-hmm. They weren't always spiraled. Young galaxies are very messy and chaotic, and over billions of years, they evolve into structures. Oh, it's a whole process. That sombrero one is really freaking me out. Don't let me look at my phone. Okay. But spiral galaxies like the Milky Way are believed to be younger than elliptical galaxies. Mm-hmm. And spiral galaxies burn through their gas and dust star formation slows. So they start to lose their spiral shape and they slowly evolve into elliptical galaxies. So they're spinning in their little spiral thing. And then over time, they go into a different shape. What do elliptical galaxies look like? I don't think you want to look at a photo of it right now. Okay. (laughs) Our galaxy was formed by a lot of baby galaxies. So over time, they all, like, formed, right? Oh, a nebula is a star. Nursery. Nursery. Okay, I was thinking, thinking like, a little galaxy nursery. 
gravity starts to pull the stars inward, which begins spinning faster and faster and flattens into a disk. And those stars and gas are swept into the spiral arms within that disk. This happens over billions and billions of times across the universe, because that's what a galaxy is, right? Oh. So they're all over the universe. All galaxies orbit something at their center. Scientists used to wonder what until we discovered supermassive black holes right at the center of galaxies. Mm, still freaks me out. So we're going to go into what supermassive black holes are because they're in the center of every, almost every galaxy. The supermassive black hole is eating everything around it. And what it's eating is gas and stars, but they eat the, the stars and everything just too quickly. What they've eaten is beamed back into space in beams of pure energy. Imagine how pretty that would look. It's called a quasar and it's like one of the brightest things in the universe. It's pure energy. shit. Just spewed out of a black hole. The black hole was taking in too much energy and then it just beamed it all out. Like it threw it up. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what a quasar is. So a black hole transforms into a quasar when it just spits everything back out. Uh, I looked into it. There's no quasar in the center of our galaxy. There is a supermassive black hole. And this is determined by watching the area and observing how the sun's in the area of the supermassive black hole act. So we've observed how the suns act, and that's how we've determined it's around a supermassive black hole. Okay, so getting in closer to the center of the galaxy, it's windy, violent, and unlike any other place in our galaxy. There have been photos of orbiting stars exposing the discovery that these stars were moving at millions of kilometers an hour. Stars are moving at millions of kilometers an hour around this supermassive black hole. That's how intense the gravity is around it. Whoa. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're going down the toilet bowl, you know? Like they're just... <laughs> yeah, over, over the a fast, really, really long period The faster... Or the closer you get, the faster you go. Yeah. So we're very, very slowly moving faster and faster. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to note that the gravity of, of this supermassive black hole, how immense it is, because we have to recognize that it's moving suns. So our sun... The gravity around our sun is what's keeping us in orbit. So the, our sun has that much gravity. Now, a black hole like oh, has enough power to move that, move a bunch of suns. That have their own gravity. Right. But it's so powerful, it can move all that. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Holy shit. That reminds me of the spaghettification thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. The supermassive black hole in the Milky Way galaxy is 24 million miles across. So hence the gravity. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I actually wrote here, the question is, are we in danger? And the short answer is no, we're not. We're 25,000 light years away from the supermassive black hole, which is trillions of kilometers. And so we're we're not. It's trillions of kilometers away from yeah, us? Yeah. The black hole we're being sucked into? Mm-hmm. It's 25,000 light years away. Remember, one light year is like nine, just under nine and a half trillion kilometers. Oh, Jesus. Remember? Okay, so I feel it's, a little safer. It's 25,000 light years away. Hmm. The black holes don't have enough power to hold galaxies together on their own. So we get torn apart? No. So as we're being pulled in, we also have dark matter holding us together as a galaxy. Ooh, we should get into dark matter. We're going to a little bit. Oh, okay. Here. So according to the laws of physics, galaxies should actually fly apart. But because there's dark matter holding it together, it, we don't do that. Oh, so we're very lucky for the dark matter. Otherwise, yeah, we'd be flying into space. 
Like we're fortunate for Jupiter. We're just like in such perfect conditions, you know? Everything's just like working well for us. Scientists are starting to see that dark matter potentially could have sparked galaxies to life. Dark matter was created during the Big Bang and it began to clump. Remember how we talked about how particles automatically began yes, to clump? They clumped Everything in space seems to automatically just start to clump together. So it doesn't it makes sense that dark matter automatically started to clump together, right? Mm. So when it did this, it became the nuclei and the seeds for our galaxies. Mm. Without dark matter, we wouldn't be able to form galaxies how we do or how it does. Wow. Galaxies would form because of the black holes, but they wouldn't stay together like that. What is dark matter? We so have yeah, matter scientists here on Earth, right? Like yeah, everything, everything is, is matter. matter. Yeah. So what's dark matter? Why is it different? Scientists don't know what it is. <gasps> and we can't understand it. We can't push against it or feel it, but we know it's all around us and can pass through you as if you don't matter at all. <gasps> it's everywhere. The universe is filled with dark matter. Oh. That gives me chills that we don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it could be like everything because matter is everything. <sighs> but get this. So the universe is filled with dark matter, as I said, right? But dark matter, weight for weight, makes up about at least six times the amount of the universe as normal matter. So there is six times the amount of dark matter as there is normal matter in the universe. There's six times Yeah, more. more. Oh my god, who the hell knows what's out there? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you can make so many like horror sci-fi movies out of all this shit. Like, this is scary. Yeah. Oh. Okay, go on. Scientists believe that 90% of our galaxy's mass consists of dark matter. 90%? That means that all of the luminous matter, so what we can see with the naked eye or a telescope, makes up less than 10% of the mass of the Milky Way. Dark matter is 90. Dark matter has been detected in deep space by observing what it does to light through a process called gravitational lensing. And through this process, we can observe light going through the presence of dark matter. But what happens is a beam of light from a distance galaxy passes by a collection of dark matter. Uh, What happens is its path will be deflected around that dark matter by the gravitational pull. So it kind of warps. It's similar to looking through like a goldfish bowl. Oh, that put things into perspective for me. Oh. Have you seen the photos of like that NASA has ever revealed and the galaxies look a little bit blurry? No. Okay, so sometimes that happens when the images that we get, um, they look distorted or a little bit blurry. It's because dark matter warps the image because the light (gasps) passing through the dark matter like warps around it. So we're like kind of seeing dark matter? Kind like a little (sighs) bit, like it warp around it. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Ew. Okay. (laughs) That means that they can measure the amount of dark matter in that area based off the distortion of light in the images. Oh my god, how? (gasps) How how do they do that? Holy shit. It's a lot, Fiona. This is a big one. sound like Morty. (laughs) Oh, I don't know, Rick. (laughs) 
<laughs> Keep going. Galaxies live in groups called clusters, and they're linked together in superclusters, which contains tens of thousands of galaxies. Ugh. Chills. Our galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy, which is our neighboring galaxy, they're the largest in our cluster that we have. And there's a telescope that's observing galaxies so we can track where they are, how they move. And it's been observed that we found things we've never seen before. Superclusters are even in larger groups. So we, we see these superclusters with tens of thousands of galaxies in it. And now we, we've observed that they're in even larger groups of something else. They're like ogres. They have layers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So these superclusters are in an even larger group, and it's called galaxy filaments. Mm. We found one that was the largest single structure ever discovered, and it's about one billion light years away. I'm just imagining how far that is. Okay, so a galaxy filament. One that we found was over 1.4 billion light years across, and it was called the Great Sloan Wall, which was the largest single structure ever discovered, and it's about 1 billion light years away. I just, I don't know how, this is the third episode I've been on. I think so, yeah. And I'm just now realizing how big the fucking universe is. Like, just how small we are. Like, we've had this conversation before, I just, like, I just never had a full understanding like i i couldn't appreciate just how big the universe actually is and i just think that it's constantly expanding that's fucking weird not to mention what it's expanding into like there's empty space or there's something for us to be expanding into that's just like a whole other thing that's something else it's just i just we're so small that's all are you okay? Yeah. Okay. So that was the one galaxy filament that we had found, right? That was a big deal. Like we found it, it was huge. But then we found another one. And we called it the Hercules Corona Borealis Great Wall. It's about 10 billion light years away. And it's 10 billion light years across in size. Oh. <laughs> we both just held our breath. Why did we do that? I just... Wow. Okay. That's a big bitch. Oh, oh, you know it. Scientists have been able to build the entire universe on a computer. You can't see individual galaxies or clusters, but super clusters because of how big the universe is. You can't see individual galaxies or clusters, but you can see super clusters. Okay. And they're linked together in filaments. Okay. That's how big it is. Okay. But if you look, because scientists have built the entire universe on a computer, you can see what the universe looks like. Oh. And that's what I have a printed out photo of that I was going to show you. Okay. I, I want to see. Okay. So if you look at it, it kind of looks like a sponge. <sighs> okay. I'm going to get you to look at this. Okay. So briefly explain one more time what I'm about to look at. Okay. So... If you want to Google it, look up um, something like the entire universe in one photo. Like, look for like a scientific article that would have this, like, obviously a real one. I'll also post them on our social media for you guys to look at. 
Um, but this photo is where it's really bright and they're all connected. You're seeing super clusters of galaxies and the filaments, the galaxy filaments, which are larger clusters of the super clusters of galaxies. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm looking at a shit ton of galaxies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then where it's dark mm-hmm. is the dark matter. Oh, okay. All right. And empty Ooh. space and stuff. Okay, I'm ready. But you'll see, it's interesting. They're all connected. Oh, you know what that looks like to me? What? Neurons firing off in your brain. Shut the fuck up. I literally printed a photo of neurons <gasps> firing off in your brain to show you a side by side. That's what I think of is like Jimmy yes. Neutron. Yes. Me too. Brain blast. <laughs> That's the universe, bro. <gasps> oh my god. I'm just, I'm getting chills in my fingers right now. Oh, and that's dark matter. So as you can see, dark matter holds the universe together though. Look at it. Do you want to keep that in front of you to look at? Um, no, I'm just going to keep freaking out about it. So just fair enough. The next question would be the Milky Way is 12 billion years old. So what will happen to our galaxy? It's already 12 billion years old. So what's the future look like? And galaxies change and move and sometimes they collide. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. When this happens, one essentially consumes the other. They kind of become one. What if that already happened to us? Yeah, it has. Our galaxy is made up of a bunch of smaller ones. I mean, not like on a grand scale, but like in the past, it's from smaller to larger. So who's to say we're not going to run into another one and merge again? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. (laughs) So, but first, I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, no. So there's a galaxy called NGC 2207. If you don't want to look it up, we don't have to. Okay. But if you're near your phone, you could look it up. It looks like a double spiral galaxy, but it's actually two galaxies colliding. It's in the middle of colliding? Yeah, but it'll take such Ooh. a long time. Yeah, that we see it. Mm-hmm. So but it looks like we're two. we're looking into its past. Right. <sighs> yeah, so it's in a different stage now. Whoa. But the collision will last millions of years, and they will just become one. So I wrote down here, the Milky Way is actually a cannibal. What? It exists in its present form by having eaten other galaxies. (laughs) Today, we can actually see small streams of stars that are left over from recent mergers. Oh, like they're ejecting from the collision? They had just joined our galaxy. Oh, they're joining it. So I mentioned the Andromeda galaxy, right? That's our neighboring galaxy. Mm -hmm. We're approaching it at about the rate of a quarter of a million miles per hour. (gasps) (gasps) A quarter of a million, 250,000 miles an hour? Yeah. That's how fast we're moving. Towards the Andromeda galaxy. (sighs) It reminds me of, like, you know those, like, childish movies that are, like, ants or something and they're running towards each other like a war (laughs) and then you look at like a far away view of like a like a meadow and it's like crickets nothing's happening that's what i feel like Mm -hmm. because if you did like a close-up on our galaxies like (laughs) like fire behind them like coming so close and then we're living here and we're like hey what's going on you know that's what it reminds me of isn't that nuts oh that really messes you (laughs) I just... When two galaxies interact, they become disturbed because obviously they're interacting with Mm -hmm. one another. They enter what's called a death dance. (gasps) 
over millions of years. This is what I'm talking about. Gravity rips stars from their orbit and flings them into space. And eventually we will go through each other, but the stars won't collide. They're too far apart. Oh yeah, because there's all that space between them. But get this, the stars still have power in between them, right? So that's heat. That's that's the perfect temperature to start another star. So that could ignite literally between two, a new star, a birth of a new star. Whoa. As these galaxies, they, like, as they interact with one another, they can create new stars. It's like they're having a baby. Yeah. But yeah, the probability of two stars actually hitting each other is zero. Wow. It's just impossible. It yeah, would never happen. Yeah. Based off of the <gasps> stuff that we have. But like, Ooh. you know, that's what the knowledge that we have as of right now. It's Fiona. It's a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot is going on. And I know, like, there's a lot of editing to do, so I don't want to drag on. Uh But holy fuck, should we be taking breaks? Definitely. (laughs) So our two galaxies, Andromeda and the Milky Way, they'll collide and become one. Mm -hmm. And they're calling it Milkometa. Milkometa. That'll be what the Milky Milkometa. Way becomes with Andromeda. Wow. So we have a couple name. <laughs> if you're interested in what happens to the Earth, the possibilities kind of go one of two ways, and that's either we would be thrown out into space, or we could wind up into the heart of this new galaxy. Oh, so we could be completely ejected from our galaxy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a comforting thought. Mm-hmm. Or we could just be at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. So one seems very sad and the other doesn't sound so bad. Mm-hmm. But over time, either way, the earth is like... Yeah. Gonna go. Probably completely uninhabitable when that happens. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, this really... F- keep going. <laughs> there will be a day that galaxies stop forming and merging. Scientists have found another force in the universe, dark energy, which is something that we've touched on in the Big Bang episode. It's pushing galaxies apart in some cases. Dark energy? Yes. What is that? So I touched on a little bit in the Big Bang episode, but like scientists can't really understand that one either. It's just like this force that's pushing Mm. galaxies apart. I wrote, dark energy pushes galaxies apart and we don't know what it's made of or really understand anything about it. Scientists do believe that eventually dark energy will overrule dark matter and it will drive galaxies apart, which would kill galaxies off as they recede far enough away until they're moving at the speed of light and then the universe would just disappear. Oh. But without galaxies, nothing that we know would be here. All important things are inside of galaxies. Black holes, suns, solar systems, literally everything like that. And they're in groups of bigger ones. And then they're in groups. And it's like, just keeps going. They call where we are in like the galaxy is the Goldilocks zone. Oh, I've heard that one. Mm -hmm. Because it's just right Right. for like being habitable. Right. It's not too hot, not too cold. Yeah, it's just perfect. Mm. Plus, if you think of it, we have like Jupiter as the bodyguard. We're just close enough to the sun to have like liquid water, but not so Mm -hmm. close that it doesn't boil off. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's why it's just right. You're right. This zone that we're even in could contain millions of stars. There could be other solar systems that can support life in our galaxy. And if our galaxy has a habitable zone, others probably do too. Oh, yeah. So that's all six pages done. How do you feel? Shocked. Yeah. Shocked. I really do feel like a speck of dust is floating around. Or like Horton Hears a Who. Mm-hmm. 
That's what Cam said in the first episode. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. We're just like, what is it, living off of an elephant? Yeah, a flower. Yeah, the little flower that he walks around with. Like, that's how tiny we are. Oh my god, Horton had such good hearing. He could hear the who's. (laughs) Like, we can't even have a telescope that sees that far, but he sure as hell can hear that far. Right. Yeah, we're very, very small. We're so lucky mm-hmm. to be where we are in the universe, but at the same time, on a larger scale, a much larger scale, we're so insignificant. Mm-hmm. So now we've gone through a lot, I guess, so far about the universe. and In this episode alone, I'm still like processing. Yeah. So to listen to all six episodes in one go is probably not a good idea. No, yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Take breaks because we're also editing this down like a lot. So definitely take breaks. It's a lot to take in. We've gone through the reviewers for the week and we've chosen the username. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it. It's (laughs) J-E-O-W-O-D-N-X-B. I'm obviously picking purely randomly (laughs) so i don't know who this is but if you can send me a message through instagram the high maintenance account at high maintenance podcast with an underscore so this person commented who doesn't love learning and laughing together the best duo next to fee and cam this podcast has been the best way to get out of the same space and get spaced out effortlessly funny while still being informative learning about the universe can't wait to hear more you don't know who that is no that was so sweet isn't it I think he deserves a mask. I think he definitely deserves a They definitely they, deserve a mask. They definitely, definitely deserve a mask. It's all yours. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we got questions this week. The question is, what would happen on Earth if the sun never existed? And the fast answer is just, if there was no sun, there would be no Earth. Because the Earth came from the sun. Um, but if the sun stopped existing now, Earth would just go extremely cold, all life would die, and we'd just peace the fuck out. If the sun just disappeared. But if the sun exploded, we've gone through that when it's supernovas. So, yeah, we would just be eaten by it if it's supernova. But if the sun never existed, we would never exist. The mm-hmm. Earth, us, nothing. We come from the star. Thank you for asking questions. Uh, They really make me wonder, and you guys actually helped teach me. So thank you for that. And on that, we're going to just finish off this episode. So thank you for spacing out with us, and we will see you guys next Thursday. Bye, Solar Sisters. (laughs)